Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. Today, I want to talk about how to opt out of drama. Every time I think about that phrase, opt out of drama, I think about Mary J. Blige's No More Drama. And I picture Mary J. If you're a Mary J. fan, you'll understand this. I picture Mary J. doing her Mary J. dance. Um, She's always so entertaining to watch. But Mary J. is incredible and one of the ways she's she's incredible is she talks about no more drama and she really means it there's an authenticity in her singing that i'm just like there's no other like miss mary j but really the concept of that song no more drama is exactly what i think so many of us are looking for nothing keeps you locked into the struggle more than drama And so today I want to talk about ways to to make your life drama-free and also, and more importantly probably, ways that we subtly keep drama around. I think we all would agree and we all felt it, whether you've heard the Mary J. Blige song or not, we've all been in a point of our lives where we have said to one of our girlfriends, one of our friends, a partner, I just want out of the drama. Like it's just too much drama around here. And yet, I feel like we sometimes end up in situations where it's like, how did I get here? There's drama at every turn. And so this episode is for you. If you have been struggling to get out of drama, and yet you feel like sometimes drama is everywhere you turn, or drama seems to find you. And honestly, I don't really know too many people who don't have that experience. I know I've had that experience many a time. So I want to talk about how we can opt out of drama because we want to opt into joy and nothing kills joy like drama. And think about the subtle ways we may be inviting drama into our lives. So to start with, I will tell you that I also am, I think the best way to to describe it is I'm a drama addict in recovery Hi, my name is Kelly, Um, and I spent a lot of my life addicted to drama. Now, if you would have asked me this even five years ago, I would have said, no, I'm a really chill person and I am not addicted to drama at all. And on the outside, people would have been saying, you know, Kelly is calm. Like, I'm not a person, like I've said before many times in this podcast, I'm pretty happy-go-lucky, as the phrase says. I'm pretty easygoing. I'm always with a smile on my face. But when I examine my life and I think about where drama was, it was in every corner of my existence. And just because I wasn't dramatic, I'm not someone screaming at a partner on the street, I'm not fighting with people in a restaurant, I'm not doing really dramatic things. If anything, I'm, believe it or not, I'm a little more of an introvert and I don't like attention being on me. But I had to learn that that actually didn't mean I wasn't addicted to drama. Because when I looked at my friendships, I'm like, my friendships were dramatic. I would say to people all the time, my goodness, this person is dramatical, is what I would say. My job was ridiculous. I worked in a prison system, okay? I was the only black employee at one point in a maximum security prison. That's drama. Every day, every single day was dramatic, 
I had moments where I was afraid for my own safety. I had moments of true laughter with something happening and then five seconds later something bad happens and ruins the whole month for me I chose men oh I mean you could just if you could just see my face right now when I think about some of the men that I chose for myself trauma situationships and and I don't even know what's happening and why can't this person just say they want to be with me drama I had drama in my work. I had drama in my friendships. I had drama in my relationships. I had drama at my job. Drama, drama, and drama. And yet, I sounded the way I sound. I spoke pretty calmly. I wasn't super quick-tempered. But I subtly had drama everywhere. And it made me really think about, as I got much older, how I was subtly signaling to people that I love drama. I think about like the gif that says, from Marie Kondo, that says, I love mess, um, the famous organizer. I had a t-shirt that said, I love mess. <laughs> Give me mess. And I was doing it in a couple ways. One was like the emotional diet. What I was feeding myself was drama. I was fully bought into the myth of the strong black woman. I was fully bought into the fact that love had to be hard and there had to be some huge obstacle you had to overcome. So you had to have a partner that just wasn't even feeling you and then if you worked really hard, they'd like you. You had to have a partner that was riddled with tragedy, that they had people who were passing away or they were ill or they had some baby mama drama or whatever the issue was, that I really locked into the belief that black women, when it came to relationships, had to find partners that were equally struggling and that you had to struggle to get them to see you or love you or treat you respectfully. And I want to be clear, I didn't have a lot of disrespect in my life, but I sure had a lot of drama. I had a lot of will they, won't they drama. Does this person like me? And it kept me spinning always emotionally. I would say now that I know the words, emotionally dysregulated. My nervous system was all over the place, right? It kept me locked in cynicism. I was just not believing things could be anything more than struggle. I was fully opted in. Again, my t-shirt said, I love mess. Then I looked at my friendships. They were uneven. I mean, I was doing all the things. I was getting my cape on and being superwoman and picking up the phone in the middle of the night and helping people get away from partners who weren't healthy and, and helping this person who you know, is having a, a mental health crisis often. I was fully in drama. I never thought about what it could be like to have a friend that showed up for me. I didn't believe it was possible. I believed the message that it was my role in life to struggle and to give. Because I also, not only was I a strong black woman, but I was a strong black woman martyr. And so I believed it was my role to just deplete myself for others. And while I had a calm, quiet home, 
where I'm like occasionally lighting candles and listening to some music and just laying and having a chill moment and vibe, I would frequently bring people into my home that were loud and destructive and break things or borrow things and never return them. And then there was drama in my work. I already told you I worked in a prison system. But even after I left that job, which was dramatical to say the least, I never had a job that wasn't drama. I had clients who were threatening to harm me. I was barely stopping to go to the bathroom or eat at my job. Even telling you this, like I can feel myself feeling all those feelings of drama. And I, I don't unload all that on you to like dysregulate your nervous system and to be like, Kelly, um, I'm triggered right now <laughs> by all that you've just said. But I say it to remind you that there are subtle ways we bring drama into our world, even as we ourselves actively say we don't want drama, how we undermine that. I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts. Deals as good or hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. When it comes to ButcherBox, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that ButcherBox offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. The other way we do it is, is how we, again, feed ourselves when it comes to popular culture. I love me a good TV show. 
I love me some good music. But I think about what I listen to and what I watch. Was my music diet mostly positive songs or was it mostly negative? Did I listen to heartbreak songs over and over on repeat? Sure did. Did I listen to songs about go get him and tell him about himself? Sure did. Um, Did I watch TV shows where I laughed at the misfortune of others? That when I saw people's relationship mess, I thought it was hysterical. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that listening to love songs and listening to songs about empowerment and telling some a partner to to get to get it together that that's a bad thing. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't watch reality TV or that you shouldn't laugh at some people's ridiculousness. I mean it is meant to be entertainment. But what I am asking you is to think about how often you balance that out with feeding yourself hopeful stories hopeful music, hopeful books, how much of your life is surrounded by peace and peaceful things, things that make you excited. Again, opting out of struggle and opting out of drama gives you access to joy and it gives you access to more, more of the good things in life. If you are surrounded by drama, if you are fully opting into drama, what can you do? Well, what I want you to consider, and is all also your healing practice for today, is to think about where in my life could there be drama? And really do an inventory. Think about at work. Are you constantly having conversations with your coworkers where you're talking about the latest, most ridiculous thing that happened today? Are you having meetings where every single meeting you go to, you're like, this is just ridiculous. These people are disrespectful. I'm constantly feeling like I have to prove my worth every day. When you're in a relationship, are you thinking about the fact that you spend more time putting energy into how to get your partner to behave the way you'd like them to behave? to treat you the way you'd like to be treated, then you are just enjoying the relationship? Are you, when it comes to family and friends, are you constantly feeding into the poor behavior of others? Are you constantly permitting family members to break boundaries? Are you constantly the one bailing out your friend and hearing their drama all day long. Take an inventory and ask yourself those questions and see where there's drama in your life. And where there is drama in your life, I want you to do the second step of opting out of drama. I want you to write about what would peace look like in that area of your life. So if it's family and friends, what would peace look like? What would the ideal relationship there look like? That you, instead of having to calm them down at midnight as they're screaming about something that happened to them, that instead you and your, your best friend or your, the best people in your life, you all have standing happy hour and you exchange your wins. And yeah, a win might be I got rid of a partner that was disrespectful, but I'm proud of myself as to how I did it. 
as drama-free as possible, that you all are gathering and celebrating, you're going on great girls trips, you're doing all the things and you're smiling when you see each other, you're smiling more than you're not, and that when bad things do happen that are unavoidable, you are there for each other. Think about what peace feels like, what the ideal outcome is of a partnership, what they do for you, how you give and take with each other. Think about what work looks like, what a drama-free workplace looks like. And while for some of you that you may be sitting there saying, I don't know how to think about that. I don't know if that's possible. I want to challenge you to push yourself to think about what a drama-free workplace is. And then step three, once you've identified what the ideal is in that area of your life that's dramatic, step three would be small ways to bring more peace into that situation. At work, it could mean excusing yourself when coworkers start going in on each other or going in about your job or consistently talking negative. And I want to be clear when I talk about this, that doesn't mean what your coworkers are talking about is not true. It could be Every single thing coming out of their mouth could be 100% accurate. But feeding yourself on a steady diet of negativity isn't going to change your workplace. So maybe it's opting out of gossip and opting out of that conversation. Maybe it's putting more energy into finding a mentor to be able to help you negotiate your salary versus having a conversation where you say, oh, my job is trash. Maybe when it comes to relationships, you start to build healthy communication styles. You take it upon yourself to learn a few key phrases you'd like to say to start a conversation or planning a really great romantic date night that is a mixture of fun and great positive conversation. Think of small ways to inject that ideal into your life to give you peace. And when I give these recommendations, I want to be clear to you. I give them because I'm working on them. (laughs) Your healing journey and your healing practice today is the same healing practice I'm doing for myself. I have to regularly check that I don't let drama back in my life like I had it before. I was miserable. I wasn't happy. I wasn't my best version of myself. So opting out of drama changed things for me. So think about that healing practice. Step one, thinking about where you might have drama in your life. Step two, thinking about the ideal. What would that area of your life look like if it was drama-free? And step three, what's one small thing you can do today to have you opt out of drama? Well, that's it for today's episode of the podcast. You can find this podcast across all major platforms. Please subscribe so you can catch each episode. Also, as we build this international, beautiful community, if this podcast touches you in some way, please share it across your platform with your friends and others who you think might benefit from this message. And lastly, if you are moved to do so, please feel free to like the podcast, rate the podcast, leave a review. I would so appreciate hearing from you. Until we speak next, Take care of yourself and take care of each other.